Welcome back, Kingdom, to Kingdom Sisters Radio. I'm your girl, Myra. I'm your girl, Skya. I'm your girl, Casey. All right, we are here. Awesome, awesome. So, okay, um, you know, for as long as I can remember, I have been a huge fan of fictional stories. I can get lost in a good book. So stories that, that cause you to wonder and imagine, stories that would take you away from your bedroom and thrust you into a battle in which you have to strategize your next move by what you see around you. But really it's not what you see, it's by what you read around you. And while wrapped in blankets, you're also, you could be winning a war against an eight foot tall alien that, that desires world domination. And while curled up on a couch in your pajamas, you can be dancing under a moonlit sky a sky with the prince that cooking a meal you you can be finding strength in a protagonist that is also finding strength and weaknesses and one thing that i told myself before reading the bible is that you can't go into reading the bible thinking that it is a series of fictional stories if your mindset is stuck on that faith cannot expand for nothing can be built on a fictional foundation Faith cannot be built on a fictional foundation. Your faith can only be built on faith. And so you have to have a strong foundation in order for anything to have sustainability and longevity. So that brings us to the topic of faith or fiction. Are we walking in faith or are we walking in fiction? And so we want to expand on that question of faith or fiction on today. So hopefully this uh, is something that you guys will enjoy. But I actually want to start with Skaya. You actually brought this, this topic up. And so I want to know what are your thoughts, first and foremost, when you think about, about this question? Absolutely, Myra. So I came with this topic because I feel like this is something that's really prevalent in the Christian community today. And not honestly, not just the Christian community, but I feel like a lot of people are faced with decisions right now. And it's imperative that we're following faith and not something that we have fabricated in our minds. So when I was thinking about fiction, because the topic came to my mind before anything else. And so when I thought about faith or fiction, I was like, okay, well, let me get a clear idea of what fiction is. And uh, fiction is any creative work, according to the Oxford Dictionary, that's what I'm reading from. Fiction is any creative work, chiefly any narrative work, portraying people, events, or places in imaginary ways that are not strictly based on history or fact or in relation to what we're talking about today, which is not based on God's word. Um, and it can also be defined as invention or fabrication as opposed to fact. And we know God is truth, which is another term for fact. Um, so essentially, fiction opposes fact. And it's often also a belief or statement that is false, but that is often held to be true because it is expedient to do so. And expedient means is a means of attaining an end, especially mm -hmm. one that's convenient but considered improper or immoral. Mm -hmm. So when we set ourselves up to create this uh, this fabrication or this invention in our, in our minds, we're doing it to um, ex expedient uh, means. So we're attaining uh, an end, especially one that is immoral or improper. So mm -hmm. sometimes that isn't what we want to hear. 
you know, we want to hear something that appeases our fleshly desires, something that sounds good and satisfies, you know, our desires or what we believe is our needs at the time. Um, and so I really wanted to discuss this topic and unpack some questions that the people may have been having at this time. And so there I come up with a few questions. So what we will talk about today is how can I tell if I'm following faith or fiction? The consequences of following fiction. How can I prevent following fiction or flesh? And how do I know when it is time to move? And that last question I feel really ties into what our topic is today and also uh, was brought to me by a colleague when she asked me that question. So I really mm -hmm. need to throw that in there and I wanted us to unpack all of these things. Wow. Okay. And those are some great some great questions to to uh, to really discuss, you know, because um, that that first question, how can I tell if I'm following faith or fiction? To think when I think about this, I think back to Abram and Hagar and Sarai uh, when Sarai told Abram to basically conceive with with the maidservant Hagar, the Egyptian maidservant, in order to conceive a child because she did not have strong faith. And so because she didn't have strong faith that she could conceive a child in her old age, she placed the burden on her maidservant because she knew that she was young. She knew that she could she could probably, you know, conceive and, and give birth to a child. Uh, she had faith in that, but she had no faith in herself. And so when I think about how can I tell if I'm following faith or fiction, the outcomes of situations don't happen the way that we perceive in our minds. Uh, the outcome of, you know, that that circumstance was that Hagar ended up you know, she ended up retaliating in the sense that she became a little smart with her mouth. Um, <laughs> she, she, uh, basically she, she kind of got a little in her own mind. She felt, uh, that she was, you know, kind of superior in the sense that she was able to birth that child and, and, uh, Sarai was not able to, uh, she ended up leaving, you know, that house, um, because she was like, no, if I can be this, then I'm just going to go. And God ended up, ended up having to come to her and tell her to turn around, you know? And so, you know, if you're, if you're following faith or fiction based on the outcomes that happen in your life, because if you're following fiction, then it would cause you to turn around. It will cause you to rethink something. When mm -hmm. I think about that, you know, personally, you know, uh, during the process of desiring to be placed in a position that would bring more monetized prosperity, I personally got an epiphany. <laughs> and it really is. I really got an epiphany because I realized that my desire to move uh, was my desire. It was mine. And it was not faith-based. It was not God-driven. Basically, I wanted to move from my job because it just, it was requiring a lot of me. And I wanted a, a job that would be easier and I get more money. <laughs> um, and so it was, it was not a faith-based uh, desire. It wasn't God-driven. And it was solely me trying to be a solution to a problem that God had already control over. And so uh, I was kept looking for a word from God. I kept looking for a word 
but instead I got an epiphany. So, and I think about T.D. Jake's message on today, you know, he talked about that. But anyway, I got an epiphany and I realized that I was not acting upon faith. I was acting upon fiction. I was acting upon this idea that would happen if I were to to move from the position that I was already in. And moving in your life based on fiction, this you're gonna get an epiphany. You're gonna get a realization that you're that you're walking in, in fiction. Sometimes it takes a while, like the prodigal son that he talked about today. Sometimes it may take a while, or sometimes it will be like in an instant, like you know, oh, this is not faith-driven. This is this is just me yeah. trying to be me. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like you have to ask yourself, uh, a few questions also. Um, ask yourself, am I trying to figure this out on my own or am I going to God for instructions? Yeah. Is this per- purposeful for me individually or does it serve a bigger purpose? You know, mm-hmm. is, is this a selfish thing that I'm doing? Um, so I feel like these are questions you have to ask yourself as well to determine if you're following faith or fiction because if you're following faith you're going to go to god for every little thing you know because you want to make sure that you are on the path that god wants you to be on not just a path that you see for yourself yeah that's good what do you think skaya like how can you tell how do you what do you believe like how can you tell if you're following faith or fiction yeah so um I was, I really, you know, pondered this because, because sometimes things just feel natural to you because you have that connection uh, with God. So you know how, when God is telling you to do something or when he's telling you to be still or be bold. And um, so how do we translate what we're feeling spiritually into words that we can use to help somebody? So I really thought about this, you know, and um, I thought about a couple of things. So um, how can I tell if I'm following faith or fiction? So one of the things is, do you see fruits of the flesh and not of the spirit? So we mm. have fruits of the flesh and we also have fruits of the spirit. Uh, and I'll go into what that looks like. Another thing is negative emotions and or negative interactions with even people that you love. So going after fictional things can cause us to have those negative interactions with people and feel those negative emotions, um, such as envy, which um, I will definitely, you know, break down. And then being desperate for those things or that thing more than God. Mm. So um, that's that point of kind of desperation. Um, when you're desperate for those things or that things more than God. And then it is not supported by biblical principles, just as you said it, stated, Myra, um, was this based off of what I wanted or was this uh, based off of God and God's word? So it's not supported by biblical principles. So those mm. are the things that you really need to ask yourself. And it's like a checklist, you know, does it tick this bar? Does it tick this? And um, if you find that you are feeling those negative emotions and you're being more desperate for that thing, it's not supported and all of those things like that, then you're most likely following fiction. So, um, following fiction is always led by negative emotions or products of the flesh, such as frustration, anger, pride, complaining, fear, anxiety, impatience, making assumptions about people or situations, doubting, etc. So 
it's riddled with all of these negative emotions. And when you find yourself feeling negative emotions than positive emotions, or when you find yourself impatient or being testy, even with the people that you love, then you may be operating out of your flesh and fiction. So Mm. you cannot trust your decisions when you're operating out of fiction or out of your flesh. First John 2nd 16, and I'm reading from the NLT, says, for the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure or a craving for everything we see and pride in our achievements and possessions. They're not from the Father, but are from this world. So when you find you want more, and it's not from a kingdom-minded perspective, just as you mentioned, Casey and Myra, it's not from a kingdom-minded perspective, or it is fueled by ungratefulness or envy, it is most likely fiction that you're following. Mm -hmm. And Proverbs 16, 18 states that pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before fall. So anytime pride is involved, it is apparent that you are being led to destruction. That's not God, Mm -hmm. okay? To make a decision that can offset the trajectory and proper direction of your life. And so it's important that we check our pride. Like, am I being prideful right now? Mm. You know, do I feel like I am more deserving, that I'm better, that I want, you know, and that it's based off of all of these things that you want, looking at fleshly objects, as opposed to something that is kingdom-minded. So following faith is always supported with fruits of the spirit. Galatians 5, 22 and 23 says, Love, joy, peace, forbearance, or patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. These are the fruits of the Spirit. And against such things, there is no law. So when you're not feeling joy, when you're feeling anxiety instead of peace, when you feel impatient, you feel like you want these things right now, it's, it's preventing you from being kind. Maybe you have already overcome that. You're not a mean person anymore, but you find yourself going back to that state. Uh, or you find yourself becoming uh, selfish, you know, you, you know, you're not focused on the goodness of people or helping people, um, and you're not being gentle, and you don't have self-control, then that's not the fruits of the spirit. So you can always check whether you're in the flesh or you're in the spirit by seeing, do, am I rep- do I have the fruits of the spirit? Is that what I am exuding right now? Or do people see the fleshly um, fruits? Is that what people are saying? So I think that's how we know if we're following faith of fiction. You kind of have to do that self-check. Yeah, that's that's really good. That That's really healthy as well. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's really healthy because I feel like oftentimes we, we do follow uh, fiction assuming that it's faith because I'm I'm going out on a limb and I'm doing this. Uh so you know it I'm this I I have faith that that this will happen. This will be the result and you end up finding yourself misaligned with what God wants with uh for you because you're just following what you feel like you want for yourself and something that you acting upon with the basis of faith, but it's not really faith. So I feel like those are great self-reflecting questions that you can definitely ask yourself. Um, uh, you know, Kingdom, you can definitely ask yourself those questions. And myself, you know, I I gotta I wrote that down because listen, um, 
<laughs> those, those are some great questions, you know? Uh, so the, our next question, our next question is what can following fiction lead to? Yeah. What what can following fiction lead to? What are the the consequences of following of following fiction? Uh, you know, I you know today is Sunday. Today is the sixth of February, and today I watched the message this morning that TD Jakes. You know, he he preached the message that really spoke to me. Prodigal son. He was talking about him and how Jesus gave this parable. Um, parable about the lost son. And this is in Luke 15 and 11. Uh, that's where it starts. And for just, just to note, you know, this prodigal son, he, he wanted, well, let me just read it to you. So Jesus continued, there was a man who had two sons. The younger son said to his father, father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. So this prodigal son, he wanted his estate. He wanted his share. He wanted his cut, you know, because it was there. Why can't I have it now? So not long after that, the younger son got together. All he had set off for a distant country and there squandered his wealth in wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in that whole country and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. And this is out of the NIV version. So I'm going to stop there because he longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no oh. one gave him anything. Hmm. Follow, what can following fiction lead to? It can lead you to a den of pigs. It can lead you to wanting the, the leftovers from what pigs are eating. Why our desires, the desires that we want for ourselves can lead us. He had this wealth and he had no sustainability. He couldn't live on that wealth because it was not originally his to begin with. It was given to him. Our lives, I feel, are given to us. You know, God gives us this life to live. And if we're just walking, you know, this life, doing the things that we desire with no roots of God, it can it can lead us into territories that we had no to begin with. Because in this, in the end of this story, the prodigal son ended up going right back where he left. He, he ends up going right back to his father who, who welcomed him. But yeah. you have to realize that he was in this, this den of pigs. He was with these pigs. He was, uh, he was poor and homeless for a long time before he went back to where he was supposed to be to begin with. And so I feel like following fiction can, can result in you being moved from the place that you're supposed to be. It can result in you being moved from a position that you were meant to have. Like it, like my desire to go to a different job, that could have, if I would have acted upon the, my fiction, the fiction that I believe that by moving, I would get more monetized, I would get more monetized prosperity. 
I feel like by moving from my position, I would have, it would have me, you know, going right back to where I was before, because um, I was looking for a temporary, a temporary solution to a large problem. I feel like a, that happens oftentimes in life. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. I like how you um, really kind of broke it down and uh, gave it to the people from another view. Because when we hear that story and we, you know, sometimes when we hear that story, we're like, oh, you know, yeah, he went through a lot. But then he got the fatted calf, you know, and then he got these nice garments and he got the ring and he got, you know, Mm -hmm. he, he lived lavishly after that. But lead everything that led up to that I'm quite sure was painful I'm quite mm-hmm. quite sure it was trying I'm quite sure it tested him to such a degree you know that he never been tested before and so I think sometimes when people hear that story they don't really realize the weight you know of everything mm-hmm. leading up to that point mm-hmm. you know people always say I don't look like what I've been through you know I bet he he's glad he didn't look like what he'd been through but <laughs> If you knew, you know, like, <laughs> like, don't even, okay? So you know my story. <laughs> so I think that it's important that you know people get that context. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just gonna say um, one thing. I was just gonna say that um, if you're following a fiction, it's gonna lead you to confusion, and it's gonna set you back. And basically, you'll be navigating in the dark. You know, it's like, you know, you're not getting direction from God because you you don't feel like, oh, I'm so sure about this. You know, it's this this confusion Mm. like, oh, is it, is it, should I, should I, you know, it's like, hey, why would you not want to be led by light instead of fumbling in the darkness? Mm hmm. Very good point. Yeah, that's definitely. uncomfortable. <laughs> you know, God is not a God of confusion. So if you're feeling confused, that's another way to check yourself. And that's another way to say, hey, maybe I need to step back and reevaluate what's going on here. So I'm not making mm-hmm. a decision I'll regret. So absolutely, yeah. I feel like a lot of people don't, they, they tend to take the fiction route because faith requires patience. And a lot mm-hmm. of people don't have patience. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Especially when in you this day and age. <laughs> oh my, okay. yes, yes. Because a lot of people desire the likes quick. They desire the comments quick. They, they, you know, uh, we live in a, we're living in a day and age where everything is like readily available to us. Mm-hmm. And so we see mm-hmm. people who are, that have all these elevated status. They have a lot of subscribers and we, they desire you desire that for yourself and you think it's just going to happen overnight. Um, when these people went through a lot in order to obtain the platform that they have. And so people start thinking that they, you know, I'm going to have this many subscribers and yeah, that's great. You will get that many subscribers, but is it fiction or is it faith? (laughs) Is it like, Mm -hmm. are you doing something because you saw other people doing it and you Mm -hmm. want that for yourself? Uh, But yeah, uh, when you have when you are operating in the realm of faith, it will require more of you. And, and through my life, 
I I was trying to, I was thinking about things and I was trying to figure out, you know, certain things and, and how to go. And I kept hearing God say, this will require more of you. This will require more. I'm like, how much more? I'm over here. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> and it's like, this will require more. This will require more of you. This will require more of you. Faith requires more of you because you have to realize that it's not your will, it's his will. Yeah. That's heavy, but it's the truth. <laughs> it's, it's the truth. <laughs> But Skya, you said you wanted to to also discuss uh, talk about that as well. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, so you know, people really want that quick gratification, you know. Now, so I definitely agree with you there, Casey. When people say that they, you know, well, people seem impatient nowadays. <laughs> yeah. So, what can following fiction lead to? As y'all um, have so eloquently touched on. I just want to put a little of my two cents in there. So following fiction, you know, will have you leaving your post or your job assignment too soon. Just as Myra has been stating, she was, you know, pondering that and she realized, hold on, you know, I need to make sure I'm doing this decision out of what God wants me to do and not flesh. So mm-hmm. absolutely. And I know where I work, there's a lot of people who are faced with that decision. And I work with a lot of people who are also Christians as well, but you know, a lot of them are faced with this decision. Is it time for them to leave or, or not, you know, because of all of the things that they're feeling. And um, so that can have them leaving too soon or too late and they can miss mm. what God is doing in that season. Um, Galatians six, seven, and eight says, be not deceived. God is not mocked for whatever a man soweth that, shall he also reap or if he soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption but he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap everlasting life and so mm. when we begin to uh start trying to just please our flesh like this is what i want because i want to make more money and i want to make more money now like i need that now um or you know we're like i'm ready to start my family i want to have children now i want to move now all of these things i want to now that quick gratification that you know people often desire and if somebody doesn't text them back for an hour or so then they're like okay where's my text because I texted them an hour ago and they're looking on their phone and saying oh they read it but they haven't they haven't responded and so um that gives me all the time because y'all I would just look at my phone um and then I'm doing something else and so it I read it but you know I, I'm working you know so but people want that gratification they want it quick And so um, definitely when we're sowing into our flesh because of those things, then we are going to reap corruption because the flesh is not of God, but we need Mm. to follow the spirit so we can reap everlasting um, life and everlasting joy and peace and all of the fruits of the spirit. So ultimately following your flesh can lead to your demise or your destruction. Mm. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I know. It's I was like, oh goodness, yeah. <laughs> because when you think about it, it's like I just made this decision, and you know, so that we don't weigh the consequences of that decision. Like I just made one decision. Surely that can't lead to my demise or my destruction if I continue to follow this path. You know, I really, really wanted this. I'm sure God will honor this, right? Because it's something I really, really wanted. But no, not always, because it needs to be aligned with His will. So if mm. they continue to do whatever they want to do, 
it can lead to their demise or their destruction, just as we see with the prodigal son. Um, and I definitely know of some people who have quit their job too soon or in general when God did not say to do so or when it just wasn't their time because maybe that they, they don't even believe in God, mm-hmm. but it just wasn't the time. And then they make things unnecessarily challenging on their family or on themselves. Mm-hmm. And so um, that can lead to all kinds of destruction and demise and corruption and just the negative things that happen in their lives. So I definitely agree with you both on what it can lead to. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, wow. You know, that is a, that is a heavy question, Keenan. I know, but, but it's the truth and that's what can happen. And so you have to be mindful. The next question is how can I prevent following fiction? How can I prevent following the flesh? Some previsionary measures would entail you having to be in alignment with God. And so um, we hear that often. You have to be aligned with God. How can I be aligned with God? You know, when I feel like I'm out of alignment with God, things are not moving in the flow of which I should I feel it should be. And so I I don't, I feel like there's a disconnect. And sometimes you know that you're out of alignment when you, uh, when you feel certain types of emotions that weren't there before, uh, when you dream things that you normally don't dream about, when you dream fleshly dreams and you're like, hold, hold up a second. Why did I have that dream? Um, That is how you know that you're you're kind of moving out of alignment. And so one of the ways to prevent it from happening is just making sure that you're connecting with God on a regular basis. And so that means prayer, um, you know, praying, um, praying gives you power. Uh, it gives you power, but it also allow, allows you to have this open dialogue with God. And so some people may feel like, you know, I, you know, I, I'm praying, but I don't hear God speaking to me. You know, sometimes God will speak through an epiphany that you have, because again, I was looking for a word when I was going through what I was going through, but I got an epiphany. Like I literally got something that shook me that was like, girl, what are you doing? You need to stop right now. <laughs> and it wasn't God talking. It was an epiphany that I got that I know did not come from me because I had a mindset. I went through the interviews. Okay. I, I went through the interviewing process. You were ready. They were, I, they, they, yes, I was ready. And they were ready to hire me. And I said, Whoop, I have an epiphany that this is not the way the God wants me to go. <laughs> and so I had to tell them no. I had to tell them no. And it was healthy. But I got the epiphany after prayer. I had got an epiphany after I had to get very small before God and say, listen, I don't have these answers. I don't have the means to do to do this. You have it all, and I need what you have. Can I get a crumb? Can can we talk about that 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 message that TD Jakes gave? It was the Bible study, and how about the the lady uh, who wanted a crumb? So yeah, you can prevent um, following fiction. You can prevent following the flesh by uh, prayer and uh, coming before God with your problems, because that's something that that is very healthy 
to do. I always say, I want to drop all of this at your feet because I can't handle this, Lord. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to give it to you and hope that you do away with it because I know you can do away with this little trash that I got. So uh, I'm just going to drop <laughs> it here and, and pray that you you get a, get it a, away from me and get rid of it for me. And um, so fasting. And I know some people probably don't believe in fasting because they feel like that's an Old Testament type of thing. But I, fasting is a very good thing because I know when I've had transitioning moments and I feel like I wasn't hearing from God and I'm like, Lord, just speak to me. Like, speak to me. I'm like, I'm going to go on a fast. I'm like, I'm going to let him know I'm serious. I need to, I need to hear from him, you know? Mm. And it's like, as you decrease, he increases. So you're Give, offering yourself up as a living sacrifice like lord i will deprive myself of these things because you mean more to me and the direction that you want me to go in and anything you have to say to me i want to hear it loud and clear mm. yeah absolutely yeah That's good. definitely um i agree with y'all and i noticed that there's like a thing to what you both were saying and it's essentially humility humbling yourself before God. So that way he can clean up those areas that you realize are broken, that you realize you need help, that you realize you don't have the strength, but his strength and his grace is sufficient. You know, where we are weak, he's strong. So realizing mm -hmm. I need your help, Lord, I think that that is absolutely the point in which we can begin to prevent, you know, our flesh or fiction from overtaking you know our decisions and our actions so absolutely mm, um yes and just as i mentioned earlier those self-checks um you have to do self-checks and i don't think people uh realize how important self-checks are but anytime that i'm talking to people whether they're a believer or not i always give them advice to do these self-checks and honestly, when they go to a therapist, they do self-checks as well. So right. having an mm -hmm. accountability partner, have someone with which you can get wise counsel to help check you. Because mm -hmm. when we exclude others, we are only getting our perspective, which can be infused or, you know, peppered with thoughts and emotions of the flesh. You know, we just have our perspective. Of course, our perspective is going to align with what we want because it's ours. It's our opinion. It's our um, thoughts that from our experiences. So having somebody who has a different view of things, mm -hmm. uh, it's really faith, you know, or flesh, right? Because people are, are tempted when they're drawn away by their own desires or their lusts. Um, mm. And that's in James verse 14. So they want what they want more than what God wants for them. So then they can easily be deceived by that. So you have to do a self-check. Am I acting in a way that's pleasing to God? Is it is pride involved? Are you constantly telling yourself I deserve better or so much more? Are you ungrateful for what you mm. currently have or where, you're, where you currently are? Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, doing those questions that we talked about before are you more desperate you know does it occupy your mind you might think you deserve better but you cannot be led by that bring your concerns to god show gratefulness because being bratty is never good <laughs> you know um yes. i try not to let my thoughts go to a state in which i feel i'm better or deserve better than what god has given me because ultimately everything i have god has given to me so yeah i feel as though um, grace, I feel as though the grace God has given me to complete an assignment 
when I feel like it's running lower, then I start to wonder, is it time for me to leave? And, you know, and I'm trying to everything to stay on top of things, but I feel exhausted and drained each day. You know, I go to work, then I talk to my father and I'm just say, Lord, I'm so tired. You know, I want to represent you well. I want to do everything with excellence. And I feel I'm dropping the ball and I'm giving all I can. You know, I feel my strength is thin. I need your help. If it is time for me to leave, please reveal it to me. Please make it clear like only you can. So I make the right decision. If I am to stay, please strengthen me and fill me up so I can continue to pour and do what is pleasing in your sight. So, you know, humbling ourselves or humbling ourselves and asking God, Lord, I need you. I'm serious about this. You know, I'm coming to you. I can't do it. I need your help. Yes. Yes. And I think about what you said about having humility, you know, in the prodigal son to, to go back to that verse. uh, And this was uh, in Luke, Luke 15. Well, actually it's going to be at Luke 17. So, when he came to his senses, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and went to his father. He had humility. He knew what he had done. He recognized what he had done, but he had the courage to go back. So he said, make me like one of your hired servants. Mm. Are you willing to be a hired servant for the Lord? Are you willing to have humility? That's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. So like a lot of people are like, hold on. <laughs> am i really <laughs> you know think about um, the man when you know how can i get into the kingdom of heaven like you know give up all your possessions and it's like hold up it's, yeah. it's, you know like that's a hard thing that's a hard word like mm-hmm. so like a lot of people are like that, that's a hard word <laughs> you know you're asking me a hard thing <laughs> uh, yes we are service. we are charged we are charged to be kingdom riders. We are charged to be people who are in the kingdom. We are charged to be children of God. And because you are royalty, you are royalty and you serve God, um, you have to make sure that you're doing everything that is within his will. Because, you know, one wrong step can can move you out of your of your throne <laughs> uh, of the of the mini throne that you're on okay because <laughs> god has the the highest throne and the biggest throne uh in in heaven but we are also uh prince and princesses you know before him and so uh you have to make sure that you're you're doing all you need to do because i don't want to lose my seat mm-hmm. all right i don't want to lose my seat and so that that brings us to our next question and it's, it's our final question how do you know when it's time to move? How do you know when it's time? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. And that's a question that you that you uh you know created Skya and I and I think that's a really good question. It's really good. So let me ask you, how do you know? <laughs> I need the answer. <laughs> I need the answer. <laughs> Um, Give me the answer. 
But you know, I find you interesting though, because I feel like I'm in this place right now where this I, I really want to know y'all y'all's perspective on this uh, question because okay. I feel like I'm in this point in my life where I feel like I'm in a transitional point. But I've noticed before when I've um, been in a transition and I didn't necessarily um, know exactly what I was doing and the Lord spoke to me and I like what I went against it because I was like, uh, I'm not, I'm not sure if that's what he's saying, you know, but then it kept eating at me, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. I couldn't shake it. So it was like, I knew for sure that that was what God was telling me to do. And this is before I was even like invested in like, I'm just like so committed to God. It was in the beginning stages when I just, I had already rededicated myself to, to Christ. And so I didn't really even recognize it fully. But when I look back at it and it was like, he was calling me to do something. And when I try to ignore it, I couldn't shake it. It kept coming back up, kept coming back up. And that's how mm. I knew. Mm, mm. yeah that that's ooh, yeah that's good that is very good and I can tell that you were you wanted God's will you know because God isn't going to fight us if we have such a strong desire on what we want like if we are saying like this is what I want regardless of what God tells us and he knows too he knows our heart right but you wanted to hear from God and so that left room for him to speak to you in such a way that you were like okay yeah I'm going to do that because I know that God is speaking to me at this point in time. I know because he will not let this leave my thoughts. He would not let it leave my heart and my mind. And so obviously this is something that he wants me to do because he wants Mm -hmm. me to have peace. And so if he's putting this on my mind, maybe this is something I need to pursue. And so um, you were ready for it. And so I think that this is a tough question. Absolutely. Um, But the first thing is, you know, wanting God's will more than your own so that you can actually hear from him. Um, Mm. I immediately began to think about my own experiences as well, because I think this is kind of question where you you need to reflect on your own experiences because God speaks to us differently. I don't think, um, you know, as far as I'm, as I was looking and thinking about this question, I didn't see a clear response. And I asked my husband, I was like, you know, you know, can you look this up for me too? And so he started to look and he was like, nothing is really clear, you know, as he was looking through it. And so I was like, let me just talk about my own experiences. So Mm -hmm. God gives us, you know, grace to do things. He gives us strength and energy and resources to accomplish a task or fulfill a role. And so we have proof of that, uh, you know, with the woman with the issue of blood, she touched the hem of his garment and Jesus felt the power leave him. Um, And so there was designated energy to accomplish that task or heal the woman, um, but he has infinite grace and power to do so. However, we have a set power and energy to accomplish the task that God has predestined us to accomplish. And so Mm -hmm. I say, I say this because when it comes to a point when you need to move, you may find that your resources are often exhausted, even more so than they were before. It could become more difficult to do things that were seemingly easy um, to, or not necessarily challenging to accomplish. You can find you no longer feel effective. You, and you have proof of that because our feelings can uh, trick us. So you also have proof Mm -hmm. that you are no longer effective. Like maybe there's a time that you help somebody and 
you saw um, the fruits of you being able to help them. You saw their life improve. They came back to you with a word about how to improve. So you have that proof, but when you're no longer effective and then you see what you're saying is not as effective as it used to be. Um, you no longer find fulfillment in being or working at that place or you're asking for strength, but it still seems you're depleted and exhausted. That could be God trying to tell you it's time for you to move. And then you have the right perspective because one thing, because sometimes we go through things and it's to challenge our perspective or uh, clean up something in our lives that we, you know, we need to fix the area in which we need to grow. And so when you have the right perspective, you know, when you have the God mindset, but still it's challenging staying in that place. And when you no longer are able to share the gospel or help people to the degree of which you have before or even effectively anymore. So these are all of the things that I thought about. And it's, it's mm -hmm. a lot of questions, but again, those self-checks. So when you feel you have learned all that you can or you were assigned to learn, then it may be time to move. And that's, that's the big one. Mm -hmm. Have I learned everything that I need to learn at this place? Um, do I find, am I still growing? Are there, am I still learning things? And if you're not, and you feel all of those other things behind it, it might be time for you to move. And if you don't move when it's time to move, um, God just might move you because he does what's good, for, good and perfect for us. So Come on. someone could get fired, you know, like, okay. And yeah. you can see it as a bad thing because he was probably giving you, indicators like it's time to move come on give me that little yeah. push it's, it's time to move and then you're like hold on hold on I need to make sure and he's like okay I'm gonna make sure for you okay it's time to move so that's um, amazing mm. yeah make sure that you know the decision you're making is not out of your flesh but spirit and surrender to God and be content with whatever decision he leads you to make if you're not willing to surrender to his will you will find yourself remaining on an assignment in which you should have left wow Wow, that's so good. That's really good. And I wrote all that down too because <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I wrote all that down. But I also, before, before um, when I was asking you, you know, how would you answer this question? Something came to me. And um, it, what came to me, vision will back you up. So I think about when I was working at this one job and I hadn't been liking it for a while, but I felt like there was it was a learning experience for me more than anything because it challenged me. It made me speak to people I would not normally speak to from all walks of life. And so I created like this dialogue with people I wouldn't normally speak with to obtain a goal, to reach a goal. And I was doing that for a while. And there was a point in which I wanted to move, but I was like, no, I'm going to stay here because, you know, I just, I don't know. I feel like this is where I need to be, even though I felt like I should move from that job. And I was kind of getting, I was trying to, I started to get things aligned with moving, but I was still there. And then something happened. The company basically broke up. And they chose a selected group of people to continue working for the company. And so if you were selected to continue working for the it will result in you having to be moved to a whole nother area, you know, and that area would have been extremely far from me. Uh, but I was like, you know, if they select me, then maybe, you know, I'll continue with the job. 
and they selected me and I was like, hold up. Like, <laughs> I was like, should I continue with this job? Because I don't feel like I should be there. And do you guys know what happened? Another job called me and I just knew that it was my time to go. Like, mm -hmm. and so I started jumpstarting the the other job that had that was already aligned for me and I said no to that current job I was in and uh I in the process of trying to go to that other job it was a whole drawn out process I ended up getting a check because I was kind of struggling but then a, a check came in the mail because they were like you didn't claim your severance package and I was like, what? <laughs> what severance package? <laughs> so they gave me like this big old severance package. And I was like, hold up. Oh, thanks a lot. <laughs> I was like, hold up. And it was enough. It was enough to tie me over into starting my current position that I have now at this job. And so I believe that provision will back you up. Uh, if you, when it's time to move, provision will back you up. Things will become like so clear in your mind and then all of a sudden all these resources will also come to you sometimes uh, when you're about to make a decision that is firmly based in faith like if you're if you're coming from a faith faith mindset provision will back you up that's how I that's what I personally feel and when I think back to the product the prodigal son when he turned around and was like I gotta go back to my father he, while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, quick, bring the best robe and put it on him put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet, bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate for this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. Hmm. Isn't it amazing how provision will, will, will come to you when you make a decision that is solely based on faith? Isn't it amazing when you make bad decisions, but you go back to your roots, you go back to God and God will turn your path around so that you get to a place where provision is there. And when you get that provision again, you would never be the same. I believe that this project, this prodigal son was never the same after that experience. But the key was he didn't stay in that with them pigs. He didn't stay with them <laughs> pigs, y'all. Okay. He turned around, <laughs> which brings me, you know, it, it goes back to that question. What can following fiction lead to? If he would have stayed with the pigs, he would not end up going back to his father. He would have stayed with the pigs. And what what was that, Skya, demise and destruction? I believe mm -hmm. would have befalled him, it, you know, but he turned around. He prevented that from happening by following God. He prevented it from having from happening by having humility he turned around he went back to his father and when it was he knew it was time because what happened he came to his senses he came to his senses so um yeah that's that's what i feel i feel like provision will back you up when you know it's time mm -hmm.
Yeah, I love that. And you like he came to his senses because we're talking about fiction and fiction is when you fabricate something, you know, mm -hmm. your imagination. You are not in um, the right sense, right? Not in reality. Yeah. Right. So I like that you said he came to his senses. Yeah. Come to your senses, people. Casey, <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, um, how do you feel? Go ahead. <laughs> Oh no, I was gonna say something though, but um there's this book I was reading, um, Minding God's Business. Um and she quoted um, she quoted Miles Monroe and he said, um the wealthiest place on the planet is um down the road. It's the cemetery. There are um library companies that were never started inventions that were never made, best-selling books that were never written, and masterpieces that were never painted. In the, cemetery, in the cemetery is buried the greatest treasures of untapped potential. And she was saying, basically, don't leave this earth without getting your treasure, basically. Mm. Mm. Wow. She said, uh, don't go to the grave with your treasure still within you. Wow. That's so good. I'm definitely going to be thinking about that. <laughs> <For sure. laughs> yeah, I definitely will too. Oh my gosh. Faith or fiction? Faith or fiction? Mm, if I'm following faith, I won't die with my treasures dying with me. So, guys, kingdom. Kingdom, I hope this much has reached you because it sure did reach me. Uh, I feel I feel like a, a healing is happening in my body. Yes, I am um, sharpened. I am yeah. for sure. It, it, <laughs> I feel sharpened. You have faith. You can have. There's power that comes with that because God will back up anything that you feel that you are acting upon for Him, based on Him, because you're aligned with Him. He will back up you because you have faith you know your faith how many times did, did jesus commend people in the bible for having faith he only did it a couple times but um i remember td jakes had mentioned that it was all people who were not um jewish you know they weren't they weren't jews um they were they were far off but they had this this faith this unwavering uh, this faith because they knew what Jesus can do they knew what God could do for them uh following fiction mm, my goodness we don't even want to talk about following fiction but listen we gotta know <laughs> that it will lead <laughs> to demise and destruction <laughs> when you think about that it like it causes you to think about a lot of things and from a different perspective that's all yeah. I gotta say about that it, it really does <laughs> and <laughs> Okay, so um, this is actually about discernment, and that goes with following faith and or fiction as well. But um, I just wanted to talk about this dream that I recently had where I was in this place, and there was this huge tree, and in the tree um, were two birds. There were two birds, but I was only fixated on one. So there's a bird in the tree, and it had like this beautiful blue color on it. Um, 
it was very enchanting. It was just sitting in the tree. And then I reached up to go touch the birds just so I can feel the feathers. It almost looked, reminded me of a butterfly, the color scheme. Because butterflies have like these vibrant colors. And I had my hand up to touch it. And the, the wing just kind of like glided over my hand. And I was just like and amazed i was just like looking at it and i'm like wow this is so beautiful i was just you know in awe of it there was somebody with me and they were like kind of scared like oh don't touch it you know but i didn't feel afraid to touch it at all and then we kind of moved to the side and there was another bird that was in the tree as well this bird stepped down and i remember looking at the bird and i was thinking i don't know about this something's not right about this bird it looked at us it had an owl face and um and i'm looking at it, i'm just kind of it was coming towards us and i'm thinking i'm i don't i don't like getting a good i get vibe from this bird you know like i don't really like it and it comes over to the other side of me and it started it talked to me and then when i looked at it it had a human face and i was just thinking about that dream and it was like the bird was there to 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 deceive me, but I knew right away that that bird was not like the other bird. So yeah. I feel like when we pray, and I feel like God basically, He will show you how to determine what is and what is not, as long as you allow Him to. I feel like that was a, a test for me to be like, you know, hey. You know the difference. I love your stories, uh, Casey. They paint <laughs> such a visual. <laughs> yes, yes. I can just see it. I can see that beautiful bird. And, you know, that when you said that, I thought about when T.D. Jakes was talking about you need to know who you can and cannot trust. Okay. And yeah. when you have, like, epiphanies, you, you need to know what you can and cannot trust. And And so these moments, these moments in which cause you to to think about your life um it recalls you to to self-reflect you need to know what you can and cannot trust you can always trust in god you cannot trust in man and these epiphanies are redefining moments that cause you to humble yourself and realize that the best way is god's way and so please know that and and take that in and realize that um you need to make sure that you're you're building that discernment too, because uh, that that is key. That, that it's so interesting how the owl face turned to a human face. Like, oh, you caught me! <laughs> it's like you caught me, kind of moment. <laughs> you know, in those video games, they have like these characters, and if you see it, then it becomes what it actually is. I feel like that's what happened there. Like, <laughs> you saw it for what it was, and because you saw it for what it was, that owl face disappeared, and all of a sudden, this human face appeared. So um, that that that's a beautiful uh, dream, though. It's a very beautiful dream. Um, and so, guys, kingdom. So we we just gonna we just gonna discuss what we talked about today. So, basically, how can I tell if I'm following faith or fiction? You need to see. You have to ask those self-reflecting questions that this guy talked about. You know, do you see fruits of the flesh or fruits of the spirit? of the spirit um it's do you have negative interactions with with people are you envious uh being desperate for those things um are you more desperate for those things than 
a desperation for God? Do you have more desperate feelings for those things rather than for God? And um, are my feelings, you know, um, are they not supportive of biblical principles? You know, uh, is there pride involved? The pride of life, you know what that is, y'all. The pride of life, is that in there? Um, <laughs> are, are you doubting? And so um, think about those things. Also, what can following fiction lead to? So it can lead to demise and destruction, as we talked about. Um, it can, you know, you can reap corruption and, and that's never good, you know? So think about that. Confusion can set you back, you know? It, are are you navigating in the dark? Um, so those are that those are some things that following fiction can lead to. And then how can I prevent following fiction? How can I prevent following the flesh from happening? You know those self checks, um, prayer, fasting is another thing. Having humility. Mm. That's that's so good. That having humility thing. I don't mind getting small before God. Like I, I will be like, God, I am nothing. I am, I am dirt. Listen, <laughs> I'm always the first to say, God, I am absolutely nothing. You are everything to me. And so, you know, having humility is key. And then lastly, how do you know when it's time to move? And so we we mentioned several things. One thing is I feel provision will back you up, but another thing is resources will become scarce. Mm -hmm. um, let's see. And then are you depleted? Are you exhausted? Do you have the right perspective? Is energy leaving you and, and you're not, you know, regaining it back? I think about that, that vessel that never ran out, you know, woman with the oil, <laughs> she had that oil, the, the oil never ran out <laughs> because because provision came with faith. She had the faith that it will be there and that vessel never ran out of oil. So, you know, that's something to keep in mind. Do you have accountability partners <laughs> to to check you, um, you know, uh, to check you and make sure that that you're, you're on track as well? Because uh, that is also healthy when you have someone uh, besides God to answer to. <laughs> It's something about having a, a, a someone in the world who is also accountability partners than just having God. Because sometimes, you know what they say, it's very easy to to fall into the I'm going to do things my way. But when there's someone who is in your space and saying, listen, because <laughs> sometimes we don't get a word from God. God is just observing. But you have that one person saying, what didn't you say you was going to exercise this morning? Um <laughs> <laughs> did you say he was going to stay away from those sweets? I see that. I see that cookie. I see that cookie that you have in your hand. <laughs> but anyways, y'all, um, that's something separate. But I hope uh, that what we talked about today spoke to you in some way. I, I hope that it was healthy for you to hear this. And I feel like these questions are necessary in any aspect of what you're doing. Anything that you're doing. Are you creating a business? Are you writing a book? Are you trying to figure out if you need to quit your job? <laughs> Listen, ask yourself these questions. Is it faith or is it fiction? So with that being said, I thank you all for listening. I thank you all for your time. We are, we love you guys uh, and we wish you all the best. It's salty y'all for we are the salt of the earth. And if we lose our savor, how will the earth be salted? So stay salty, and may the Lord bless you, may he keep you, may he make his face to shine upon you.
May he give you peace and may he give you rest. All right, y'all. Stay salty. Stay Stay salty. salty. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Bye, Kingdom.